It's December 20th, 2017, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you'll pass asleep in dreams. In your dreams in Sunday, your rainbow will come shining through. No matter how your heart is screaming, if you keep on believing, the dreams that you wish will come true. Well, welcome back to Diz Podopolis, and this is our eighth episode, which means we're in December, which is my favorite month. Yay! Yay. Yeah, and you can bells, hear in the background the jingle bells. <laughs> in the background. Brought to you by Fiona. Oh, jingle bells. My keys are kind of plasticky, the though. Jingle bells. Well, you know, sometimes the quality of the bells has cheapened over time. <laughs> They're now, no longer brass. They're. <laughs> They're plastic. <laughs> There's no Christmas, I say. Christmas, no Christmas. Miss, are you pretty, you big baby? Go. Chris, just finish this episode. <laughs> that's what, that's yes. what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Thanks, Edwin. <laughs> oh, that was the mad toy maker. Yes, yes. And that's what we're going to be talking about later tonight. Babes in Toyland. Woohoo! Our advisor for, for the broadcast. What'd you say, sweetie? He could be our advisor for the broadcast. Who, Edwin? Uh, toy maker. The oh, the mad toy maker is gonna keep us going. Keep us going. Yeah, he's he's kind of a bright man, anyways. Bright and cheer, as in cheerful, or not very smart. I'll say not. Maybe not smart. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of instances where he's not the sharpest tool in the shed for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so beware in front of him. Yeah, he makes some bad decisions. All right, well, let me introduce myself. My name is Colleen, and with us tonight is my cousin Ryan. Hi, Yay, it's cousin, cousin Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and that's all one word, and we're hashtagging it. <laughs> Hashtag cousin Ryan. <clears throat> and then I'd also like to introduce <clears throat> my daughter, Fiona. <clears throat> Are you done burping? You I totally heard that. Thanks, buddy. Your turn. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not getting burp now. I'm not ready. <laughs> I get sad nice. face. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, to open up our show tonight, we have decided to ask ourselves the question because we have absolutely zero audience. <laughs> Even our moms won't listen at this point. <laughs> So tonight we're going to ask ourselves the question, what is our favorite Christmas memory at Disneyland? I didn't go to Walt Disney World when I was a kid. Did you go there when you were a kid, Ryan? No, like, I didn't Christmas go time? to Walt Disney World at Christmas time until I was an adult. Yeah, so Disneyland's going to be for Ryan and me, and Walt Disney World mm. will be for Fiona. That's why you need to move to San Antonio. That's why what needs to move to San Antonio? That's why we need to move to San Antonio. We are in San Antonio. Exactly. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> do we need to? Well, I think we need to have a, a, a Disneyland close here in Texas. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Yeah, I think there was a rumor about it. You said. Well, they well they were gonna build. I'm I'm in Dallas. Uh, were you listening to the DHI where they were talking about how they were gonna build that? I don't know. I'm kind of crazed out mall up by um, Universal gonna... Studios mm-hmm. in Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yes. and then they didn't. I remember in um my in college. I remember a lot of people were starting to do kind of crazy mall ideas and Steven Spielberg opened up a submarine restaurant in downtown LA area. The only problem was the food wasn't good. Like it was really interactive and really immersive, but the food was meh. So that's a problem for a restaurant. It is, especially when it's overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there were, there were also like, they were also gonna gonna make a Disneyland in New York. Yeah, well, they looked. Yeah, they looked in New York. They're always looking for new ventures, I think. But they were thinking yeah. about building a tripped out um, experience in Dallas, not as big as a park, I don't think. But no, just just kind of a a mall on steroids kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, a highly immersive mall. It was gonna go on on Turtle Turtle Creek. Yeah. yeah, I just don't, I can see where they just, it wouldn't be a good route to go down because they're just not going to make the money they want to make. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think long term, it probably would not have been a great venture. Yeah, and Buzz Price was a part of that too, doing some feasibility. Was he? Yeah, doing feasibility studies. So. Okay. Yeah. But it just doesn't happen. Yeah, but, yeah. No, it didn't. And I feel like China's probably going to get another park before the U.S. does. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah and they're, they're gonna build out the other parks too yeah although it looks like there was like there was like a there was like a there was like a fake disneyland park in china oh yeah there was have you ever seen or was it japan or was it china china was it in china yeah they built like a fake disneyland it's mm-hmm. awesome like it had a like it had a castle and a and an ele- and a flying elephant ride mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and the yeah, and and the costume characters like keep taking off their heads. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I uh, no, I believe you. That's just that's shocking. A little bit too information sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why Japan and China sometimes feels weird to me. Because they had the fake Disneyland park and were taking off their heads. Yeah, they don't have copyright laws in China. Mm. Do you know what that means, Fiona? What? That means that they can directly copy something legally without getting in trouble. Like if someone in the United States built a Disneyland park that looked like Disneyland, they'd be sued up the wazoo. And you could because of copyright laws. But in China, they don't have copyright laws. So they wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, like, for example, like what if China built like a fake Universal Studios? They could. Yeah, they have, they have they have a couple of there was one I think in uh, Nara, Japan, and then there was one that I th- they started in Beijing. I don't know what happened to that one though. But the Nara Dreamland uh, was the big knockoff one. Um, oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, that's what uh, I thought. They wanted that's what you I know, heard of course, it. Japan. They they wanted a Disneyland there, um, and so they started Nara Dreamland, and that was in 1961. 
early on. Oh, uh, wow. Early, not too long after Disneyland opened. And then um, Disney went in and built, of course, Tokyo Disneyland in the 80s. And that kind of was Nara just kind of Nara Dreamland just kind of mm-hmm. limped along after that one came in because Tokyo Disneyland was so popular. And then and then Universal came in and, and did their part, too. And it oh, yeah. Kind of, it eventually closed in uh, 2006. Okay. Yep. And it's just sitting in and decaying. It's just oh, okay. in state. Mm. Yeah. States of decay there in Japan. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like ghost town Disneyland. How strange. You would think that property would be so important in Japan yeah, that somebody would, would have like gobbled <laughs> it up and built something at this point. Like what will Walt up there be like? If if he sees what Japan will be was is all like or China. Well, he he must have known about it because it was 1961 and Walt mm-hmm. Disney was still alive. I don't. I yeah. He probably was like barely on his radar. Well, hooray for Shanghai Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they're just bringing some of those rides over here, like the Tron. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be good. And my mom will be able to ride that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, they have kind of. <laughs> what was the last time you've been to Knott's Berry Farm, Ryan? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been a while. So I went to Knott's Berry Farm with my parents this summer, and you know Knott's Berry Farm's like a half an hour from Disneyland, and they have this ride called the Pony Express, and you it's like sitting on a horse, and they they lock you in, and I promise you, it takes five to ten minutes to get you harnessed in this ride. And it's, I'm assuming this is a similar configuration as the Tron vehicles. And so my mom went on the ride with us because you're not really like you're leaning forward. You're not putting in the weight on your back. So my mom can ride it because her back isn't great. And I promise you that ride is 20 seconds long. Oh, awesome. <laughs> we, we like, we're like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Where's the rest of the ride? It starts and then it ends. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my gosh, that took forever. Oh man. Well, and the Tron ride's not that long either. It's a short. It's relatively a short ride. I bet it's longer and than the Pony It's longer Express. than like that. Yeah, it's 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 like a maybe one to two minutes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's better. That's better than twenty seconds. We were laughing because my dad's like, oh, you know, I don't want to get sick going on the ride. You know, he's like, I'm not real sure. And we got off just in hysterics looking at my dad like, oh, you totally should have rid that ride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Now we've completely lost focus from the entire evening (laughs) and landed up in Shanghai. All right. Ryan, why don't you tell us? Because of the whatever. I know. It's all Fiona's fault. But Ryan, why don't you tell us? It gets us, interesting. Ryan, why don't you tell us uh, one of your favorite Christmas memories at Disneyland? Well, I really like the Haunted Mansion holiday um, nightmare that is that that goes in at Disneyland seasonally. Something strange Come with us and you will see 
It is. It is a lot. Yeah, they of fun. did a they did they did a really good job with it. It's it's just it's it's well done. Um, I I like the original mm-hmm. too, but it's just fun to go see something that's a little bit different and it has a great storyline. Um, and I just think they did a wonderful job. Um, getting the Nightmare Before Christmas in there, it feels like a different ride, even though it's just an overlay. It does. There's just it's so much of it is over is redone, basically. So it looks like we do see some old characters. Which ones do we see, Fiona? Well, looks like they had they still had like Madame Leona. Oh yeah. Yeah. Still have the dancing ghost. Uh-huh. They do add a lot though. They add zero and Yeah, kind of a bit of a crossover there. Mm-hmm. I think Jack's in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They have a Jack in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, definitely. So, what do you ask? What do you also like about the ride, um, Ryan? Um, I like I like the stretching room. How they redid the stretching room and uh, with Jack Skellington projected on the ceiling, and I think they did. That's like they have a great mm-hmm. and, and it just is a great introduction to. The ride um, starts to immerse you in there, and then going into the portrait gallery where you see like uh, zero floating from one portrait to another one, and that's it's just really cool. Um, yeah, I like the Jack Skellington uh, audio animatronic. He's really good. He is. Yeah, and then they added Sally, mm-hmm. which is adorable. Yeah, they added Sally. I think it's kind of funny because in the first waves when we d- when they did the Haunted Mansion, it was probably gonna be like a crossover of like lose some ghosts and legitimately be hollow. Was that an overlay they were thinking of doing? Um, no, it was an early idea. Oh, oh, okay, cool. We talked pretty extensively in an uh, October mm-hmm. episode about it, and yeah, I just don't really have anything bad to say about that overlay. Yeah, I I just I think I think it's and it, this the 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 crowd that this attracts is amazing because it's it gets up to two three hour wait time sometimes for this. Yeah, that that is amazing. And considering you know they do it every year, and Disneyland is really a local audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it has a lot of repeatability because all the locals keep coming back to see it too. It's a very popular thing to go see. It is. It is. So, how about you? What is what is what is uh, one of your favorite holiday things? Fiona or Colleen? Um, let's do let's do <laughs> stick with Disneyland. So that would be Colleen, because okay, Fiona, cool. you're gonna do Walt Disney World. So Colleen, what's one of your favorite things? Woo-hoo! Holiday things. Well, um, I think I'm I think I'm kind of gonna do Disney, Disneyland oh, okay. too. Oh, you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, well, let me go real quick. Um, well, I think most of the I'm gonna talk about is Disneyland. Oh, all right. Um, well, so I'm kind of going back in time, and you can't even do this one anymore at Disneyland. But I just really super fond memories because of um, our grandfather Ryan mm-hmm. is the Country Bear Jamboree with the overlay of the Christmas times. Oh yeah.
Yeah. It was just super fun. And I mean, that, that ride is just super campy anyway. And then they would have the Christmas and it was just fun and cute. Now I wasn't a huge fan of the, they would do the summer version of it. Cause oh. you know, yeah, I agree. I the summer went, version was terrible. Wait, you're choosing the ride. Yeah. The country bear jamboree. They had an overlay was, of the Christmas song. It was a ride. Well, yeah. it was, it was an attraction. Like, You've been to the version at Walt Disney World where you sit down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and your brother for many years thought they were real bears. That was awesome. <laughs> Even though there's <laughs> Country Bear Life characters. <laughs> Elias would just sit there and wave and wave and wave and wave. He actually thought all animatronics were real. <laughs> hello, pirate. He, he would say hello to everybody. It was awesome. But yeah, I just thought it was cute and fun for the holidays. So I just, I enjoyed that. And, you know, it being Christmas time, I mean, I really can't hear too many Christmas songs at this time. Yeah. So I'm yeah. good. Um, I like that. It it's started fun. in 1984. It was one of the original overlays, I believe. I think it was the original one. It was the first attraction to get mm -hmm. a holiday overlay. Oh, I believe it. Because I don't really remember any of the other ones having a holiday overlay. I think mm -hmm. that's why it was, like, so special in the beginning. Yeah. I remember seeing it, and I like this one. Now, the summer one, I'm like, I just want to see the real Country Bear Jamboree. I'm good. We don't need a special summer one. <laughs> the summer ones. In my opinion, I, I oh. did not like the summer one. It was bad. Well, I didn't get it. Wish they could do more Christmas stuff in, in Disney World. Oh, uh, overlays on the attractions and rides? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Why? Like, why would... Well, it just takes too long to, to close down a ride and to do the overlay. At Disneyland, because it's such a local crowd, it, it doesn't really cut into that many people missing the rides. But in Walt Disney World, because people go there you know, once every two years, or I guess some people say once every five years even, if they went there and the Haunted Mansion was closed, the one time they go, they'd be pretty upset. I mean, that happens anyway, but... Fiona, it's your turn. What's one of your favorite holiday memories? We, I know we haven't been to Walt Disney World at Christmas many times. It's a horror. Horror. I, I, I didn't get to go to, to, to Disneyland at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think the one that I got a bit interest with was the candlelight. The ceremony. The candlelight procession in Epcot? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. It's nice. It's a nice, quiet moment. Yeah, it actually, and it and it 
it actually tells the stuff. It actually tells. Looks like it actually tells like the story about about the first Christmas. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, which I just watched a few movies about that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been watching a lot of Christmas on Amazon. So, what are some of your your favorite memories from that? Well, it looks like you you do like to take to take me me to to something new. Oh, the candlelight procession. Something. Well, in the candlelight procession, they have a lot of guest narrators that come and uh, uh, tell the story of Christmas, and then they'll yeah. they'll have a lot of choirs from around the Orlando area oh. come in and sing on special nights. For the night that we went to the candlelight procession, uh, we actually had reserved seating. We went um, and reserved our seating through the the German pavilion. We did the German buffet. Have you ever done the German buffet, Ryan? No, I have not. I mean, it's okay. I'm not a huge fan of buffets. That that's just that's my stigma. Though that has nothing to do with the Disney Disney parks. I'm just not a buffet person. But um, I th- yeah, we did it because it was. I'm trying to think. I think it was the last year we could get away with two of our kids being children. So we had three adults and two children because the, the children, it's, it's, you know, that, that 10 and over, man, that kills you Oh yeah, to pay an adult it, price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. Especially cause, oh, uh, cause like 10 year olds still don't eat that much for the most part. No. no, no. And then, you know, to have one kid that's extremely picky and yeah, you can find something for him to eat there. It's not a problem. They have plenty of choices, but you're like, really, this is not you know, $35 worth of mm-hmm. macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> it kills you. <laughs> so, at the German buffet, they seat you with different families, too. Oh, okay. Okay, but all the wow. people they sat us with, nobody had kids, and we're not thrilled about sitting with kids. So, um, yeah, that, that always makes it makes it interesting when you come into a situation where the anticipation of they're not really happy to see your children. <laughs> You're like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Disneyland, uh, Mark, uh, him, Himble. Hamill, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Do you know who that is? Luke Skywalker. Ah, ah. okay. Mark, Mark Hamill. And okay. Mark Campbell and someone else from from Star Wars: The Last Jedi, um, or maybe just Mark Campbell. There's there's probably a a reason Disney has been so quiet a, about the narrators this year. Okay. And it's it's likely because then they went to make a splashy surprise once the celebrates appeared this year celebrities for celebrities appeared this year my reading's kind of a bit off it's okay a poor emotionally promotional promotional preposer preposes humble all already made such a headline grabbing appearance at star tours a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. and and with Disney trying to hyper new Star Wars film, anyway, possibly, possibly the this at at least seems 
local or they're totally wrong and Disney is just keeping quiet about the narrators because this is not a, a public event and Disney wants to to keep a low profile either way and that our reduction now let and 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 that's and that's a, and I think that's that's one of the reasons how they get to the candleline procession procession at Disneyland and it and it takes place at the Main Street train station train station train station okay so yeah, you're talking about this year's candleline procession right yeah I think it's this year yeah uh, and what where are you reading this from uh Disney tours blog oh okay Oh, looks like different Dyke was was included in one of the narrators. Oh, yeah, he's a character. Hmm. He'd be fun to watch uh, narrate for the candlelight procession. <laughs> like, would Bert be watching different Dyke in front in front of this uh, this promotion? The procession, you mean? Procession. Mm hmm. Okay. There are oh, there are no dinner packages and no. And no standby lines for regular guests, like no ticket lurie or, or any mm -hmm. any means. Yeah, I think this is pretty exclusive. Yeah, it looks like some some people were were like instead like like race, racing for other rides like Peter Pan's Flight and Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. Okay, additionally some some of those individuals who who camp out early. Earlier in in the day, would leave following the first promotion of candlelight procession. So if if you show up towards the end of this, you you might be able to w wiggle your way into a better position. Yeah, like what if like maybe like maybe what if people would try to would try to camp out in front of this promotion. Procession. The candlelight procession, yeah. people line up to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they said there's no camping out. Like, what if people end up doing that? Well, they'll just tell them to leave. Yeah, I think, I think that's all I, I wanted to say about it. Awesome. So, Ryan, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, I've always wanted to see the candlelight <laughs> processional. And it kind of sounds like a dining package might be the way to go, just to, you know, make sure you have a seat. Yeah, it, well, Disney World, yeah, that's the way I would go. And, I mean, one of the reasons we chose the German um, Pavilion Buffet was because it's the, it's the cheapest. Ah, and that, <laughs> is that the Beer Garden Restaurant? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's the Beer Garden Restaurant, yeah. So it looks like the candlelight procession was um, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and... Thor. Yeah, oh. it looks like there was also Kurt Russell available there, too. Oh, yeah, he's at Walt Disney World. Well, anything else about Christmas that we wanted to say about the parks? Well, I, w I wasn't done yet. Well, oh, well, good. <laughs> there we go. What were you like going to tell you about like the parades they they had? They had. In Do you want me to talk about the parade? The parades. Yeah. Well, you know, later on tonight, we're going to talk about Babes in Toyland and then Babes in Toyland. Um. You know, that was a heavy influence on the parades all the way back before even Babe's Toylands came out. I think it came out in 1961. Does that sound right, Ryan? 
Yeah, that sounds correct. So I think because, you know, Walt, ever the promotional genius. So in 1960, they started the Christmas parade with um, the parade of toys directly related to Babes in Toyland. So they brought in, you know, the toy soldiers in that one. And they had a lot of floats that look like a lot of the toys that are built by the kiddos in the toy factory in Toyland. So, and so that's kind of what I really remember about the Christmas parade at Disneyland is the toy soldiers and the big floats of the toys and uh, the reindeers where their tongues hanging out. I don't even know if they have those reindeers anymore. I know they have the same to- toy soldiers, which well, makes me the happy. The reindeers are all, are all Bambi-like right now. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's a shame. I love, <laughs> I love the goofy reindeer. <laughs> They were, they were, they were kicking a hoop watching those tongues out it, there. It was, it was kind of an interesting style they had in the eighty, in the sixties. I, yeah, and I, you know, I would have seen the parade in the seventies and eighties, and it's hard for me to, to differentiate when well, I'm watching it. cross-eyed eyes with yes. big muscles uh-huh. and tongues sticking out. Yes, the cross eyes and the text, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But you said they're all Bambi looking now. Yeah. They're oh, well. more realistic. <laughs> They're more realistic looking. Oh, that's too bad. Oh well. Yeah, it looks like later in the eighties they they mostly had I looked it up and they mostly had Christmas loads where there's mostly Christmas at the end. Uh-huh. Like yeah. like you usually 80s parades start like with with bands that are like part of the I think like a high school tr- group mm-hmm. sounds about right and they have and they had like floats that were like themed um, cinderella dumbo okay jungle book uh-huh. robin hood um awesome pinocchio alice in wonderland mary poppins uh peter pants snow white fantasia being the beast and there was like <laughs> there was like one parade that had like a oliver company floats with actual, oh, with funny. actual characters. Oh, funny. Yeah. Which we'll miss. Oh, yeah, you don't see that in the park very often. Oliver and company yeah. characters. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Did you see that movie in the theaters, Ryan? Oliver and company? I didn't ever see it in the theaters, no. Okay. Yeah. I saw it. Uh, I've seen it afterwards since, since it's left the theaters, but didn't, okay. didn't see yeah. that one in the theaters. All right. I didn't. I just, I just wondered where the break was. <laughs> like, who saw it? Because I think Derek saw it in the theaters. I think there were some. I think there were some parts in that film that were kind of, that were kind of boring to me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that didn't interest me. Yeah, I mean, Derek being my brother, I'm not sure if he saw it or not. Yeah, it's it's a little harder to sit through Oliver and Company. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think films like Little Mermaid will be better. For sure. Now, is there anything that y'all would miss about Christmas in the park? Ooh. That's no longer there. Hmm. My reindeer with their tongues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there's or the Oliver and Company characters. <laughs> Oliver and oh, Company. Geez. Um. Well. But do you miss well, something? Well, uh, at Walt Disney World, I missed the Osborne Family Holiday Lights. 
Oh, so. I see where you go. Yeah, that was a good one. Do you remember that, Fiona? We saw that a couple times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was intense. I think that's going to be now a Star Wars area. Yeah, I re- yeah, I really liked when they would um have the moment where they play the music and everything mm-hmm. was going off I will at miss once. That. Yeah, they had a good Judy Garland. Yeah, they, they had a lot there. of really good songs. That was I, I I'm just like, oh yeah. man. I I got to go see it when the last years it was there. Not the not the very last year, I think I saw it the second to last. Okay, yeah, that's probably when we saw it too, the second to last, or maybe the last year. I don't know. The last, the last time we saw it, it was uber crowded, like super, super, super crowded. It was fun. That was like one of my favorite things. And then also over on the other coast, Disneyland. Oh, yeah. I like the ranch era too at holiday time. Yes. Yeah, that's that was nice, the ranch area. I really enjoyed that. And they had they had like real reindeer and everything. Mm-hmm. Big Thunder Ranch, no more. <laughs> oh no don't go there i know tier? Oh, tier. <laughs> but a good tier it's a tier but a good tier because galaxy's edge is coming <laughs> like 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 one of the things that i don't like about star wars is that it sometimes takes over our property yeah well it's some it's the quiet well that's that it took over the quieter areas in yeah. all honesty like i'm fine with star wars right now are you fine with star I'm wars fine with yeah star wars well, they got the new yeah. movies coming out, so it's exciting. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. So some good new stuff coming. I mean, you know, you always miss the old, but good new stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, Fiona, why don't you tell us one thing, because we're running a bit long. Why don't you tell us one thing that you're really looking forward to this uh, December? Because we're actually going to be heading to Walt Disney World on the 28th. So we get to hit up on some of the new stuff, which I'm really, really excited about. And we can, we'll talk about that in January. Oh so my cool. Lord. There's going to be so much to talk about. So tell us, Fiona, what are you looking forward to? One thing. Okay. So I, I was looking up mm-hmm. at Instagram. I know. And there was, yeah, there was, yeah. So I know there, there was one, there was one thing called uh, Mickey's, um, Mer- uh, most merriest celebration. Yes, I know there's not that much for me to talk about because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I've seen a few stuff about it. Have you on Instagram or have you seen some YouTube? In- Instagram. Okay. Okay. Well, that's just still photos, so that's good. Yeah, but I think you're interested in it because they have some of um, some of the older characters and Mickey's friends. That are um, in the show. Yeah, I know. I know. On one part, the, the, they bring out like characters from fan, from Fantasyland. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, maybe maybe the Toy Story characters could theme the 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 magical toys. Yeah, and so yeah. and I I just want to give a shout out to Touring Plans. For having the list of, because I could not find this anywhere, having a list of all the shows for um, the Magic Kingdom, like every day, so I could look up when we're going to be there on the 28th and 29th and 30th, and see that we will be able to see the um, Mickey's Most Merriest Christmas show. Yeah, and I almost thought it was like, it was the Mickey's Most Merriest. 
Mer Merry Christmas party, and that's why I, I had a bit of a meltdown. Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a little confusing, even on the the yeah. Disney Walt well, Disney World site. And it may be on purpose because they want you to go to the Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. But I could not tell if that show continued afterwards, just going to their website. But I looked up on Turning Plans, and they had the schedule, so I could see that they do continue. Showing that show after the because the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party they stop on December twenty second, and then on the twenty third you can see the um, you see the Christmas parade and the Christmas fireworks and the Christmas shows that they have during the Christmas party you can see them a regular park day regular park admission day, which is super nice. <laughs> yeah, and they had like. It looks like they had they had like a um, they, an animatronic Clarabelle cow. Oh, an animatronic. Uh, animatronic head Aunt Clarabelle. Okay. Cow. Oh, it talks. Yeah. It cool. Talks. Yeah, but it looks like not all of the characters are talking. Well, that makes sense. Just the just the Mickey Mouse characters. Okay. The classic Mickey characters like Clarabelle cow or yeah yeah the free Caroleros. Oh, cool. Oh, and I know why you want to see this show. <laughs> it probably takes me back to the old days, right? Well, it's just so many characters that you don't see on a regular basis in the show that, you know, you you like. Yeah, and pretty yeah, and pretty much after these type of shows, they they do have mean greets like Really? Like I know uh, after like like dream along with Mickey, they show they show like a little meagre area with like, yeah, they did show like um, four of the main six and and the uh, and three of the couples and Peter Pan and Wendy. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, and I'm planning to make. I'm definitely planning to make um some some friends when we when we get there. Oh yeah, yeah, meeting some of the characters, doing meet and greets. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and yeah, we're also looking forward to like, yeah, we got the, we got the parade. Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we got a, lots of fireworks shows. Oh, yeah, a fireworks show. Um, it's gonna be super exciting. Yeah, I'm kind of interesting about what what those are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, cousin Ryan, hashtag cousin Ryan. We. <laughs> We're going to have a lot to talk yes. about in January. You guys are going to have a fun time. I mean, who doesn't love Walt Disney World? Especially at Christmas. Yeah. All right, Fiona, you good? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of interested about the fireworks wishes show. Oh, yeah, definitely. They do do a good fireworks show. Yeah, so what's about this wishes fireworks show? We'll have to see. The Frozen Holiday Wish. Oh, no, that's the Frozen Show. The Holiday yeah. Wishes Celebrate the Spirit of the Season. We'll have to see. It's going to be surprising. I it was, and really cool. I think, it was, I think it was funny how I said about the Frozen Show when I was sad. In the winter, it just makes my tears frosted. Frozen, yeah. <laughs> Frozen. Frozen, get it? Frozen tears. I wish we had talked about more about these shows. How about we see them, then we talk about them. Yeah. 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 So, Mom, what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? 
Oh, just, I'm just going to, my one word, my one word, Epcot. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to food. I'm looking forward to hide and seek game. And I'm looking forward to food. (laughs) And food. And the storytelling. And I'm looking forward to the super awesome fireworks at the end of um, the night. It all sounds like fun. Head out west for a little patch of heaven. I know a place pretty as pie, where the river bend hits up with the end of the sky. It's left in Nebraska. And over a crest On a little patch of heaven Way out west Everything's green Know what I mean Oh, there she goes. Where'd she go? Oh my gosh. Oh, the Mad Hatter. Got the Mad Hatter. Okay. Well, that mm-hmm. works. We got Edwin. Edwin's in the room. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie, too. We are going to be talking about what some consider a Christmas holiday tradition to watch every Christmas, Babes in Toyland. Yay! (laughs) Yay, Babes in Toyland! (laughs) So I had not seen this movie since I was probably six or seven. Wow. They showed it. Some, yeah, some Sunday night on um, the, the, on, I think it was, it was at ABC at that time. I'm not real sure. They would show every Sunday night, they would have a Disney feature on. So sometimes it was the, it was the wonderful world of color. And so they showed Babes in Toyland. Uh, it originally came out in 1961. And uh, it was a precursor to Mary Poppins. And let me just say that. Thank goodness they made this movie to figure out everything they needed to figure out to make Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, God bless them. <laughs> so, um, if you look at the ratings. Before Julie took the stage. Yes, thank God they hired Julie Andrews. God bless her too. Oh my gosh. So, if you look at the ratings of this movie, it's got a 33, 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, on IMDb, it's got, I gotta say, this is fan-based, definitely. It's got a 6.3 out of 10. Okay. So, there are people out there that really, really like this film. And I'm gonna throw this out real quick. Fiona likes this film. Well, I was like, I was like literally laughing throughout almost the whole thing. 
Yes, you have to. You have to. It's, it is, I, yeah, it is campy. It is. <laughs> it is. It is over the top. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. But and um, this, I mean, this film is is vivid in my mind from childhood for for one reason and one reason only. Uh, I think because well, I'm I'm pretty sure my mom bought um, you, the see the see here read. Uh, Disney record that they came out with and it came out in 1968 and there's a copyright date on that record in 1968 and I was not born till 1972 so I'm thinking my mom bought this for her classroom when she was a teacher and so the movie is about an hour and 45 minutes it's it's a sit it's a sit down long haul and but the see your the see here read record is only 10 minutes so they condensed an hour and 45 minute movie into 10 minutes. And that's saying something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like maybe the short film. And it was completely possible too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like something absolutely. you would like see at like a theater and like, like, you know, they like took off a bunch of clips from a movie and made it, made it short like, and they could like play it at like, a theater in a theme park or something like that. Like a music. Oh, when, oh, when they do those condensed movies for yeah. you? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, and they could... Like, sort of like the have a laugh shorts that they do. Yeah, you could do that with this movie in 10 minutes. Absolutely. It could be a short. Absolutely. A shorter so, short. A shorter or short. Or have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's interesting is uh, Annette Funicello is in this movie, but she's only listed as Annette. And, of course, she, she has to be one of the first America sweethearts, I'm thinking. I think so. And she's probably the most popular of the original Mouseketeers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She had such a unique look to her with that really mm-hmm. black, short hair and um, the very pale skin and the the eyes you know having the dark eyes she just really had a unique look to her and like you know she's a musketeer from 55 to 59 and this was 61 so she's i think she was about 18 years old and then they also hired tommy sands who was the justin bieber of his day the teen idol <laughs> and he's about 24 and do you know who he was married to at the time of this movie ryan I have no idea. Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. He is. He and Nancy Sinatra were married. Huh? Ah, that you know that didn't last. <laughs> so, so what's the what's what's what did you say the girl's name was? The woman that Tommy Sands was married to, or Annette Funicello? I met. I guess Annette Funicello was wasn't his, his real girlfriend. No, no, nah, and it and it shows in this movie too. There's not a whole lot of chemistry yeah. going on. Mm, no, no, not so much. But what I also found fascinating is, um, and Jillian's in this movie. Do you do you remember who Ann Jillian is, Ryan? You probably watched the show she was on. Do you remember? I don't. I'm, I'm trying to remember who Ann Jillian was. Okay, she was kind of like a blonde bombshell back in the 70s and 80s. She did TV work most of the time, but she did that show, It's a Living. 
Do you remember there was the cocktail waitresses and they? <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like in. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Like the whole eighties. And there are cocktail waitresses at the top of this uh, business tower. Uh, wasn't she the one that played Mary? Like Mary had a little lamb. Yeah, little Bo Peep. Little Bo Peep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She played Little Bo Peep. And it was funny because when I saw her name, immediately I thought of the 70s, 80s, Angelian. And and she's a little girl in this movie. It fascinated me. Wow. Yeah, I totally did not recognize her. I mean, she's so young. Oh, no. And I guess she was in the movie um, Gypsy. Did you see that movie? Okay. When that, uh, oh, what's her name? Natalie. Natalie Thank Wood? you, because I had another Natalie yeah. in my head. Yeah, Natalie Wood. So that was fascinating yeah. to me. And I guess she was on a show of, of 50s. Um, sit- oh, no, I guess it was, yeah, 50s uh, sitcom show that I I had never seen. So, but uh, that, I guess that was her. Because my mom knew who she was before It's a Living. So now I, got, I get it. I get the connection. Because that would have been when my mom was a kid watching television. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Our yeah. parents' generation totally would have understood it much better than we Yeah, because she got top billing in this. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So then there's, I love this choice. Although, yes, while, while, you, while, you were, while you were looking up all the films and TV shows she was in, it looks like she was also in some type of Alice in Wonderland film. Uh, made for TV one? I think it was a made-for-TV one. Probably. There were a couple of those that floated around. Well, I just wanted to say that because I, I like Alice in Wonderland. Yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. And there's another connection coming up that I know you want to mention. Oh, really? Oh, really? As you hold up your Mad Hatter doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then um, the villain of our story, Barnaby... Uh, this just fascinates me. They hired Ray Bolger, who was not their first choice. He's the second choice. So they had Ray Bolger, and he was the scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. So. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, but this is like 20, was it? Yeah, 20 years, 22, 23 years later, Ooh, after like, Wizard of Oz. Like, people could probably tell him with that mustache. No, no, he's not very recognizable. But he wasn't really recognizable in Wizard of Oz, too, with all the makeup on. He was a master of disguise. What were you going to say, Ryan? Oh, I just going to say, yeah, you recognize him more uh, when he is, like, playing the uncle part in Wizard of Oz. Because of all the, oh, like, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 Dorothy's uncle before she goes to Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so definitely. it's, like, the, the characters that she meet that she meet in the Wizard of Oz are actually the people that are part of her family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um, here's where here's where Fiona gets excited. Edwin is the toy maker. And why are you holding up the Mad Hatter doll for Edwin, Fiona? <laughs> because he is the Hatter. Yeah, he's the voice for the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. And mm. then they go on and put him in Mary Poppins, which I must say was an excellent choice. Excellent choice. Mm-hmm. With, with, I love him in that. With that, that, that perfect song. Mm-hmm. So then you get into your... Um, uh, which perfect song? 
the I love to laugh. I like to laugh. I love to laugh. That one. Okay, I love that one. Okay. To laugh. Just checking. I, I was making sure you're referring to the Mary Poppins song and not anything in Babes and because that is a wonderful song in Mary Poppins. Yes. Yeah. It is. It is. So then it's funny because then they kind of for the other characters they kind of lean on who they've been using for their TV shows and some of the kids they've been using for all the different um, live action movies they've been mm-hmm. putting out. So you've got um, Tommy Kirk, good old Tommy Kirk, coming in there, <laughs> and he's done. Which live action movie was he not in? I think is a better question to ask. Yeah. In which one? Like mackerel. Yes. Oh, was was he was he quite the was he quite the distractor back then in films? But was he was in a lot of them? Yes, yeah. He just he had a contract yeah. with Disney, so he definitely popped up in everything. Like he must be pooped out about how how old he is right now. <laughs> or out. or tired. I met. Is he, well, he doesn't act anymore. That, that's why he's it. That, that's what okay. That's what you meant. Yeah, yeah. He got that. Yeah, he definitely that burned him out. Putting it, putting it, putting it mildly, acting burned him out. So, and then you've got Kevin Corcoran. Oh, mm-hmm. Kevin Corcoran. He was in so much you Disney gotta, stuff. You gotta like love what? Him, yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Um, starting with oh, Old geez. Yeller. Uh huh. Oh, good heavens! He was in a lot. Old Yeller. Yeah. I know he's in Pollyanna and Swiss Family Robinson. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else, but. I am not going. totally sure if I'm suitable to watch Old Yeller because I have been crying this December a few in the past. Yeah, we're not going to turn on Old Yeller anytime uh-uh. soon. Yeah, that's a tear. That's another <laughs> big tear. Especially if you're attached to dogs. No, that mm-hmm. one's a, that one's a, that one's, yeah. Well, I was That's crying harsh. for stuff that that was kind of cute and and dramatic, dr- like dramatic music and voices. Well, this is very dramatic, so yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. We'll wait a little while before we watch Old Yeller. <laughs> Definitely. And then the last two guys I'm going to mention, just because they're they're old Disney. Oh, uh, they're guys that have been on the Disney payroll for a while. So Henry Calvin and Gene Sheldon, they play um, Gonzorgo and Rodrigo. And they were both on the Zorro TV show. Oh, oh that's so, where I recognize them from. Uh, I had, oh, okay, yeah. there you the go. The slimish guy and the fattish guy. Yeah, the yeah. partners in crime. Yeah, they were also seen on a few animated shorts of Disney. Which ones? Like Do you remember? Mickey's Polo Team. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Was... Oh, you're speaking of the characters that they're in, they're uh, mimicking. Like in cartoon form. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Was that? I don't even know how you could not get Laurel and Hardy out of that. Yeah. yeah that was amazing. It looks like they were in some short called Murray Goose Goes to Hollywood. Oh, Laurel and Hardy again? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So that's kind of your central cast. And um, yeah, yeah. So the Raybolds are Ned Winter in it. <laughs> which, which is recognizable, kind of. Yeah. So those are, those, that's your old Hollywood. Yeah. Walt always liked, loved to throw some old Hollywood in there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Definitely. They're a good cast. I like how on the building it just says a net too. It doesn't say a net Funicello. Yes. It just says a net on the bill on the a building. Net. A net. Like you know <laughs> we don't need the Funicello. It's just a net. And everybody knows who this one is. Yes. Because she was Before so popular Madonna. then. Like, are there other people named Annette out there? Well, yeah, there are, but you know, I don't just I don't know any of them that are famous <laughs> like her. Yeah. Nope. She's the Annette that goes with Annette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Love it. So then I just took a couple of notes about um, some of the guys behind the scenes. So you had the special effects team um, of Ex Extensio and Bill Justice trying out all their fun tricks. And I was I was listening to a really good podcast about Ex because he just recently mm-hmm. passed away. And um, was it Bill Justice? Ooh. Is that right? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and the two of them working together at Disney. Um, did, did he pass away uh, this year or next year? This past year, this past fall. This, yeah. Yeah, she, he just passed away. And um, he was working oh, for the Disney Studios. And Walt brought him over to uh, what became Wed. And mm-hmm. he didn't like it at first. Because <laughs> um, he had lost his really nice office you know, in the studios. Oh, well, yeah. That is a priority. But eventually he really did end up liking it. He, cause it was like the, what the studios were when he first joined it, you know, way, mm, way back. Yeah. I think he joined it in the thirties. I think I, I believe. Uh, yeah. I think he, yeah. I think he's one of the old timers. Yeah. He was one of the, not one of the original originals, but he was an old timer. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, he and, Bill Justice worked on stop motion animation a lot. And you see the stop motion animation sequence in this one, and it leads to the stop motion animation sequence in Mary Poppins, um, which is the uh, cleaning up the uh, nursery mm-hmm. sequence with all the toys. So spoonful of sugar. Yep, a spoonful of sugar. And then yep, uh, they did absolutely. a they did a bunch of openings for Disney movies like The Parent Trap and stuff. So yeah. Oh, I love that opening. Mm. It doesn't make any sense no. with the movie, but I really like that opening. Because <laughs> <laughs> about this, it was right about this time that in the late 50s, early 60s, that big title sequences started happening um, that, yeah. that led into movies and stuff. That really didn't happen until like the late 50s and early 60s. And then stop motion animation just kind of ended up being the thing for a while. Yeah, and that's how they made 3D animation back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's oh, no computers. Yeah. yeah, that's how they did 3D animation. Correct. You are correct. Yeah, like also with, with like rig and bass and studios like that. All right. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, well, now I just you're pulling things out of your hat. I'm impressed. So, yeah, and that kind of led to all those 70s Christmas um, shorts for television the stop motion, the the snow, the frosty snowman, Rudolph, the red nosed rain, reindeer, and the misfit toys. So yeah, I kind of like. It's funny watching this movie because it's kind of bleeding into my entire childhood of the seventies and stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, yeah. this movie is pretty much the caliber of every TV show in the seventies. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, which is funny because it's a decade later. So, and then the music was arranged by George Bruns, and he's, he's been, a, was on the, he did a lot for Disney. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, what I found interesting is um, I know you and I discussed how Ward Kimball had worked on the screenplay and he worked on it with Joe uh, Rinaldi. And uh, Ward Kimball was actually supposed to direct this movie and got fired. Really? Mm-hmm. You did fired. not know. <laughs> so yeah yeah i was reading um an article that floyd norman wrote and floyd norman was uh, an animator at disney he was actually the first african-american animator at disney oh yeah and he yeah and he um was on on the studio a lot at that time and it actually would would walk by and see what was going on with the babes in toyland because this was a high priority project and they actually threw ooh, a lot of money fired. into this Ooh, ooh, you're fired <laughs> And you never even were hired. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor word, Kimball. <laughs> we could do the tuck and roll. You're fired. No, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> oh, Bugs Life. <laughs> From Bugs Life. <laughs> well, what I, I like that one. Earlier, that was funny. What I did earlier was Austin and Allie. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're both Disney related. Yeah, they are. Jeez, <laughs> oh, except for the other one I did. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so he was removed as director. Okay. And uh, so that's why you had to change. Like, Ray Bolger wasn't their first choice. Did they say why? So they, they never really did. What? Okay, so Floyd Neumann. Uh-huh. Floyd Norman. <laughs> Floyd Norman. I really can pronounce things. I really, really can. Um, he was talking, I was reading the article and it was, um, he was talking about how he thinks it was kind of like an inner struggle with Walt and how Ward Kimball kind of overstepped his boundaries too many times with Walt and Walt kind of like put a hatchet job on it. Because oh. I guess he wanted to do what he wanted to do. And Walt Disney really wanted everyone to know that he was in control and had the final say. And um, so they kind of like, he had just done those man in space shorts. Mm -hmm. Yes. For the television show, the Walt Disney television show. And he pretty much had free reign because it wasn't a high profile piece. I mean, it was on TV, but it, it wasn't like a live action feature film that they were throwing millions of dollars into. So he kind of like put the kibosh on that one and, and, but kept him as a screenwriter or screenplay writer. But, um, yeah, no. And it was another interesting quote from Floyd Norman is he was talking about how you know, he'd go on set and he'd watch these dance scenes, you know, the opening number, they have this huge dance scene in, in the town square. And he said it was amazing. I mean, these are amazing dance sequences and they were beautiful and they were great. And then he, he went and saw the movie in the, in the theater and it just fell completely flat. <laughs> like, yeah, most of it, most of it felt all, felt like a play, old play. Like, yeah, very two dimensional, like, yeah, just really didn't, you didn't feel like a depth on the set or a depth with um uh the design and the feel when i thought about this movie i would some of the thoughts were like i was thinking about they they were just making a play eh. and after they'd done the play the the two people oh, have got home and they got into like a dimension of like toyland or something like that <laughs> all right 
that's what I thought it, it, it was. It was gonna be like, but it ended up that they live in the Mary Goose world. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we can talk about um, cause yeah, it opens up as a play. Mm-hmm. Like like something like jumping into the book of Mary Goose Land. Yeah, because you had the curtains and you had the goose, which, which was all like Aflac. So- <laughs> yeah, so you had Sylvester J. Goose. <laughs> yes, it does look like the Aflac Goose. <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> That's like that personality thing. like the Aflac Goose, too. Yeah. So, yeah, and then Mother Goose comes out and introduces you to what they're Oh, introduces you to Tom and Mary's wedding, like the prelude of here's what's been going on and here's what's happening and there were some so. string effects to that scene oh string effects yeah I said they did a really good job hiding the strings of the dancers flying up in the air <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people magically float like that <laughs> well it's a world of fantasy it is and it, you even I don't know if you made the comment or Jeff my husband made the comment that he's like is this munchkin land <laughs> I know <laughs> I know. That's what I thought of too. Yeah, it did look like that. Yeah. It definitely well, looked I like that. I commented that some of the music and Mary's appearance looked like be- sounded like being the beast. Yeah, did you notice that? Um uh Annette's outfit for playing Mary Mary Quite Contrary, it was the blue and white, just uh, like Belle. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and and some of the, some of that part of the song sounded like "Be Our Guest." <laughs> the first song when they're doing all the dancing. No, when Mary and and Bill is that the guy's the boyfriend's name? Tom. Tom. Yeah, Mary and Tom started to dance. Oh, when they did that! Oh, yeah. Um, drink a lemonade to Tom and Mary. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that song was cracking me up. the showstopper right it was yeah uh, it stopped the show <laughs> it was made years ago like like how can they like how can they discover that tune how can they already discover that tune oh the because it's not like the b and the beast song yeah. Uh, yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that the people oh who wrote the music for b and the beast oh um howard ashman and alan minkin well there was oh also, i'm sure they'd well, seen babes in toilet many times well there was also a beauty and the beast um, be our guest tune in The Little Mermaid. Oh, there is? Be our guest like tune. Oh, that's funny. See, this is, these are things that Fiona picks up on. It was on the mm-hmm. chef, Louis the chef scene. Yeah, she really picks up on tunes and sees where they interlace. It's funny. She cracks me up. Oh, and then, okay, so we do the drink the, the cup to drink a, drink a lemonade to Tom and Mary song which is totally cracking me up and then we see the psycho house on the hill 
Poopy <laughs> hauntings. Yeah. It is. And this is before Psycho, right? So see, I'm getting all these oh, like... Oh, the, the black and white horror movie. Uh, yes, this would be before Psycho. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's like so many connections to so many movies that started cracking me up. Well, so many connections to future movies. When this yep. film came out. Yeah, so that, yeah, the Psycho House on the Hill. And then Jeff called them the Grinch. No, it was after, Psycho was 1960, so this well, was right after, this was, was after. Okay, so it was right well, after. He was, yeah. like, looking down at, at, at the town, all, all the villagers, like, all the who's down in Whoville. The... Mm -hmm. Oh, how about the, the connection to the Tom Burton, Edward Scissorhand? There you go. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> a connection there. It's like that. So, and then, okay, so then we meet um, Barnaby. That's a great name. Mm -hmm. All villains should be named Barnaby. And then the sidekicks, uh, Rodrigo and Gonzago, the Laurel and Hardy pair. And what's interesting to me is there is quite literally a Laurel and Hardy Babes in Toyland from the 1930s. So they've pretty much just copied that role and put it in this movie. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and what's really, and, and in this part, there's lots of rhyming. Like, it's interesting to me, on parts of this film, they try to really rhyme. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why, but, oh, well, there you go. Maybe the, the Mother Goose kind of part of it. So they're trying to yeah. do that. But, yeah. but it's inconsistent. There's, there's no, like, it's not throughout the entire film. It's inconsistent. Oh, well, yeah, well, that, that, well, there is, I mean, that's what's consistent about this film is inconsistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's when, no consistency or flow. Yeah. Uh-uh. What was also funny is that when they, when they started their song, it, it sounded all sworn, sworn the stony, like. Yes, you are absolutely right. But that's because George Bruns did the music to Sword in the Stone. I'm pretty certain. Uh, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was around a lot. So, yeah, that's the, we won't be happy until we get it. That's the song they sing. Oh, uh, man. I need, I need, we need to listen to those songs again so I could, like, do some jokes from it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Fiona. I embezzle and I swindle and I keep two sets of books And the income tax collector always gives me dirty looks Now the thought of Mary's money has a very strong appeal So underhandedly I planned another shady deal And I won't be happy till I get it Unwittingly some papers So yeah, so basically what happens Barnaby doesn't want Tom and Mary to get married Barnaby wants to marry Mary and so he's got to get rid of Tom, and then he has to get rid of Mary's income. <laughs> so he hires Rodrigo and Gorzargo. I can't say the name. That's not natural for me to say. Gonzargo to kidnap Tom, drown Tom in the, was it a lake or river? In the sea. <laughs> like, like, yeah, in ocean. The sea. Yeah, in the sea. In the sea. Yeah. In the sea. Um, and then kidnap the sheep from Little Bo Peep to get the income. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there was like one scene where the the bet the bad guy, what's his name? Barnaby? Uh, the main guy or the two The main guy. Barnaby. Oh. Yeah, I think there was like looks like there was one scene where he like pulled out a penny a uh, piggy bank and uh, I think there was like some oh, some yeah. some suction win or something. Yeah, that was a weird. Do you remember that when they opened the piggy bank and they they were like mm. um, hypnotized by it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, and they it had was, like was, some yeah. some of the animation overlaid onto it. You know, yeah, yeah. That, see, that was fun. I like the animation uh, where they bring the animation in to to um, show something magical happening. Mm -hmm. That was kind of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll give him we'll give him kudos for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember most things from from this film. Yes. Okay, so then, okay, so you have them on the hill. They have the plan all ready to go to kill Tom and steal the sheep. And then it goes into Tom saying goodnight to Mary. So you have, um, and oh, I can't remember the song they sing here. Do you remember the song they sing, Fiona? Uh... Well, it's a good night song. Anyway, yeah, I can't I figure out if Mary really likes Tom or not. This is my whole problem with this. <laughs> with the movie. <laughs> I forgot how the tune goes. <laughs> All I know is it looks like Mary keeps saying no. And nope. And no. And no. And no. And no. And I can't help I can't help think that maybe Nancy Sinatra is standing on the side and every <laughs> time Tom gets closer, she's like, I don't want Nancy Sinatra to hurt me. And no. <laughs> no. Just a whisper away. I've been dreaming through the kids i like i think they did they call her there's four kids that she lives with and it sounded like they thought that treated her like she they were her big they were mary was the big sister yeah well, and one of them looked like little blue, blue boy yeah so yeah you had kevin cochran as the little boy blue and you had Anne jillian as little bo peep were two of the i guess siblings living yeah, with the her twins. and they're all Oh, and then the twin twin girls, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so they're all eavesdropping on the song and the conversation. And, uh, of course, you know, Little Bo Peep, they get to the end, and they realize they're not going to kiss because that's all they're out there to watch. They realize, uh, she goes, it's not nice to eavesdrop. <laughs> <laughs> so they all, they shut their window, and, and they go in. And, uh... Tom Tom is denied a kiss from Mary the what third or fourth time. <laughs> because kissing can sometimes be weird when people are watching you. <laughs> no PDA moments. Um, so then, you know, Tom's walking out and uh, Rodrigo and uh, Gonzorgo um, see him coming and 
how is it? I think it's kind of. I think it's kind of funny how how some some of the characters have like simple like names like Mary and Tom, and there are some mm-hmm. some characters that have like like Italian or German like names. Then, like like um, Ronzago. Mm-hmm. Like and Russian Rodrigo. type. I guess more Italian. Yeah, Italian. Mm-hmm. So they've got, he's got two mallets in his jacket. He's got the small mallet and the big mallet. And what did they choose? I think they choose the big mallet to hit Tom over the head. Yeah. Because <laughs> why not? Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing was when they hit them, he kind of sunk down into the ground a bit. Oh, he did. Yeah, that was funny. That was pretty funny. I like that. Yeah, and so then, you know, they put him in a bag because they're going to go dump him in the sea. So Tom is really, really, really not in that bag. <laughs> they're going to dump him to the sea. It made it look like a big lump. It did in the wheelbarrow. A, that wheelbarrow well, must have weighed like five pounds. On the outside. Okay, with a flower on the outside. <laughs> just so you know that that's the same bag. That they put him in before. Yeah, just just for some years to be like, is uh, is what what's in that other bag? <laughs> so then you know they're hitting, they're heading down to the sea, and of course, they come to a fork in the road, and there's a sign that says to the sea. Or to the gypsies, because, you know, the gypsies are always in the same place. Yes. So, of course. <laughs> and they're always going to be in the same direction. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm just like, you know, because that's what gypsies do. They put up signs to their encampments. They do. They want to be found. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they're not nomads. They don't roam. <laughs> it's like, what the world? <laughs> it's entertaining. It is. It's very entertaining. So they decide, of course, to sell Tom to the gypsies because now they can make money from Barnaby and the gypsies. So, you know, there you go. Good business. It is good business sense. So then you get back to the house and you see Mary and um, trying on her wedding dress. Did you get this optical illusion, Ryan, when she's oh. in the wedding dress? And then she steps away and it's completely <laughs> shaped to her body. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I always thought it was attached to her, too. I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's so odd. Why would they do that? <laughs> it's like they starched the bejeebies out of it. Yes. <laughs> I looked right at that it. and I, yeah, I was like, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Right? Absolutely. It's been so realistic up to this point. Yeah. Everything visually. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, I don't, so, I don't and, have words sometimes. I just, I, words I just, you know, you have to see it to fully understand. Yes. The awesomeness of it. <laughs> like, oh, what yikes. I mostly have in mind is what I commented in front of this film. Which one? The which comment was that's pretty. Well, referencing what it feels oh. like. Yeah, gotcha. Like, gotcha. Like, like the inside of Mary's house kind of looked like the White Rabbit's house. Oh, okay. That's cool. Like, That's cool. Did, yeah. Yeah, well, I could see that. Yeah, because it had that very um, 
German folk, Swiss folk feel to it. I guess it's supposed to be English, though, the White Rabbit's house. But, I don't know, there's kind of a folk feeling that goes across all of Europe. So then, of course, Barnaby shows up, because why not? Because he knows, because he's little, his little plan. And, of course, when he's there talking to them, congratulating on the wedding, the sailors, Rodrigo and Gazorga, show up, dressed in their lovely sailor outfits. Which, so I'm guessing the they, town has never met these people before. Which they wore throughout the film. Yeah, for the rest of the film? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, so I guess none, none of the people in town know who these people, who these guys are. So they, so they, say, they come to report um, that Tom has sailed to sea for absolutely no reason whatsoever and um, died at sea. But he's the only one that died. <laughs> and I just want to know where all the water came from in the sea. Like they're saying that Tom has died? Yeah, he drowned at sea. We don't know how to tell you this, Miss Mary. No, we don't know how to tell you this at all. We were 20 leagues at sea. It was calm as it could be. When out of the north, there came a sudden squall. He was standing at the wheel, he was, Miss Mary. And across the deck, the mighty ocean roared. Then the mizzen broke and fell, and we heard the fellow yell as it bashed him down and swept him overboard. Slowly, slowly, he sank into the sea. Though we tried to save him, he sank into the sea. Yeah, the, yeah, the water, the water part was like, what? Did you, did you Brian, what? But it was very, it was very surprising. <sighs> I said no. Yeah. So, and, the funny, and the funny thing was, while the song goes, it just made a big puddle. Big, I mean, a, 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 a big mini pond. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and the whole the thing is just sinking further and further down. And, you know, and there's more and more water. And the water is just squirting from their hats and their jackets. And I, <laughs> I don't know. We, like, we need to tell these, like, we need to tell these animators how to do it. These people, how to do it. How to do it. It's almost like they were trying to make an animated feature, especially in this scene. Uh-huh, yes. And, but in well, live action. Like a, There's no other way to describe like, this. Like a cartoon background with real people. Yeah. Like, it kind of feels like those, like, those, like, Muppet shows. <laughs> there you go. With, like, the, talk, the talking life-size puppets yes i okay. think at this point in the movie i'd completely lost michael he was out <laughs> <laughs> like they started into those water effects and that was kind of that was about it he was like <laughs> <laughs> well it. if you did lose him in this scene you definitely the oh yes that's, that's for it. sure thank you yeah like that's it my brain has exploded <laughs> exactly Exactly. Oh my gosh. And the thing about the water too is how miniature golf blue it yes. is. Yes. <laughs> it is yeah, crazy. 
It's a crazy color. I kind of want to go. Yes, I want to kind of go look for my miniature golf ball in there. I'm like, it's got to be in there somewhere. Oh my gosh! I Though mean- I have to say, it is pretty funny when when um, I think it's Rodrigo just completely falls through the through the pavement. Yeah. Why golf ball? Because when you, the miniature golf course water, they always tint it this blue color, this unrealistic water blue hazard. color. Yeah. Well, that's so, what it feels yeah. like to the ocean too. That's the thing is they dye it blue because you can't in miniature golf. They don't have it's not deep, and water only turns blue when it gets deep. So that's yeah, water like doing when that. it when it's in a glass or something like that. It's like a whitish seafood color. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're trying to make give it some depth. I'm guessing. Sure. Why not? We'll go with that. <laughs> well, why is the so. ocean blue? <laughs> okay, Ryan, go. Ryan, <laughs> go. Why is the ocean blue? <laughs> Like, why is the sky blue? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, I can get into it, but let's not right now. <laughs> it's a long, it's not that long of an explanation. Yeah. I, kn- I know there's school tomorrow, but, but we're going to keep this Disney educational-like. <laughs> just about the Disney education. Yeah. Oh, it's the just, it's just how it filters out the colors of light. And so it, like the blue light is the, is the least filtered out. So that's yeah. what you see. Like, like what if they did an old short about that? Like with those characters. With Rodrigo and Gonzago? No, no, no. I meant oh. like, like Goofy <laughs> yeah, or Jimmy Cricket. All right. Yeah. We should do that. Why is the ocean blue? Why is the sky blue? Brought to you by Jimmy Cricket. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. moving on. I have to say this gets, at this point, this gets a little, I was looking for the term and it never came to me, but it's totally reminding me, um, the plot is reminding me of Birdcage Theater-esque, where you have the very, very bad villain with the long waxed mustache when you get Barnaby <laughs> comes in. Yeah, and and my dad said he reminds he reminds him of like a famous artist with a long mustache. Oh, Salvador Dali. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, which goes with the whole Spanish theme. Of this yeah, next and it looks scene. like there were some Spain features in the dance. Oh song. my gosh! Yeah, so Barnaby to woo Mary, of course starts dancing to a Spanish theme because he's going to build her or take her to a Spanish castle. In our castle in Spain, you'll be living rent-free every capital gain you'd share with me from this village below every cent we will drain and our fortune will grow. he starts wooing her and starts dancing and it keeps going and going and going and going parade and going. <laughs> He is still dancing. If if you gamers remembered the the old me maker, the very first one. <laughs> yeah, they had me parades. 
Oh my gosh. Like I think it, whatever Barnaby is doing is the opposite of wooing. I don't even know where to start. Sure. Plus those sweet high heels. <laughs> did you catch those? No, I did not. Had? Like you, like you was all bowl, bowler hat guy, like with those <laughs> shoes and the cape. Yeah. yeah yes. The Robinson. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was very bowler hat guy. Yeah, and he also reminded my dad of Robbie Rodden from Lazy Town. Yes, yes, the typical bad guy. Oh my gosh! But did the close-ups were awesome, mm-hmm. especially with the creepy smile. <laughs> yeah, and my dad made a picture about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't make a picture. He found a picture of you for you. Well, yes. edited all those to make a big picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that amazing display of dance artistry by Barnaby, um, Mary, who doesn't really look that upset the entire time, um, you know, <laughs> like goes just, in the house. Like just she, doing a stern look after those dance moves. Yeah. I don't, I, she, I, that girl did not shed a tear over this one. Uh-uh. The only thing this girl was worrying about was how to pay the money so they could keep the house. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> really not about you. Yeah, and there's like, uh, speaking of the dance, there's like one scene where I, I think he was with like an invisible bull. Oh, oh, there's one scene uh, where he was like with a fountain and, and the fountain. Oh, like, the fountain. The water like squirted in his face, I think. Oh, the, that, that really amazing fountain they had in, in Mary's courtyard. That yeah, was an amazing fountain. Yeah. Good, uh, good thing <laughs> I got that memorized. That's very miniature golf, too. That was so 60s, yes. though, that fountain. I have that was, to admit. That was, a crazy, that was a crazy addition to that whole sequence. Yes. I, there aren't words to describe mm. that dancing. Oh. There really aren't. Like, what, mm. what should we get those dance moves? Dance moves. You can give him two thumbs down. Or I don't know. You don't know. Maybe a thumbs in the middle, or yeah, down. Yeah, because I think they also find out. Because I can't imagine giving a thumbs up for that. What? Because I can't imagine giving a thumbs up for that. I can't imagine. No. Okay, we're. I think we're done. Yeah, you done with that scene? Brian's like, oh yeah, I was done. Like five. That was such a campy scene, you know. It was just. It was. It was like uh, you know, over the so over the top. It reminded me a little bit of like the the Joker in the nineteen sixties Batman, Batman TV series. Oh yeah. Very cartoony. Very cartoony. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the the feeling you got for the whole thing. Like, why is this not yeah. an animated feature? Barnaby is just reminding people of like of like almost every villain that's sneaky. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, we've also learned up to this point that all the sheep have been stolen, so all of their um, income has been cut off. Because they don't have their sheep. 
So this has to be the number one song of the 60s to, to put women about back about 20 or 30 years. I can't do the sum. <laughs> build, build, build. The price of milk and eggs and bread is rising every day. Now with our bank book in the red, these bills are hard to pay. If we stopped buying chocolate cake and lived on green string beans, exactly how much would it take to live within our means? Oh, 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 oh. Put down beans and cross out cake, let me see. I just, it was astounding. I can't do math. I'm a girl. Yeah, I was just, oh, I saw that and I was like, oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> you need, you, uh, mom, you need to put these songs in this episode so I can remember my them. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, there is actually, uh, I think there's actually a line that says, I'm too stupid. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. I don't yeah. even. I need to watch this oh, film again. Yeah. Don't. Oh. And once it, not really upset about Tom being dead, just that she doesn't have any money. Oh, boy. I, and I, I can't even like, I don't even want to mention the, the special effects in this. I guess they're kind of Dumbo esque with the black and white. So you have like the magenta pulling out of all the colors. The, oh, pink elephant the, sequel. Yeah. So you have like the Big magenta ones. and cyan and yellow. But I astonished. I guess it's 1961 and it's okay to say you're stupid and you can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Try it again, stupid. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay. I think we really missed the point of this entire film at this point. I think we should really just be upset that Tom's dead. Instead of just calling people stupid back then. Well, calling ourselves stupid, yeah. Like, was that that an appropriate word back then? Well, it's not even, like, not even the appropriate... It's fine to say stupid. I'm not offended, you know, but just to have, oh, I can't do the math. What am I going to do? I can't make this. I can't. I can't do the sum. It's just so blatantly sexist. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, you're just like, what? Thank you. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just thinking of, I'm just thinking about those old shorts you show me, you showed me, mom. Oh yeah. There are some Jiminy cricket shorts and, um. Don't was it? Don't be that like this idiot. Is try it that, again, stupid. Oh, try it again, stupid. Yeah, I'm like, there's, I think there's there's some where he says idiot. Yeah, but that's almost that's almost appropriate in the setting. Like that guy was making really bad choices. <laughs> Which guy? 
the guy that he was calling an idiot in the Jiminy Cricket short. That I'm okay with him calling that guy an idiot and stupid. But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But, but, but that's not the main reason I like him. No, 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 no. I think that was in the 60s too, right, Fiona? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, of course, since she can't do the sum, she has to say she'll marry Barnaby. And, uh, you know, so she's got her little handkerchief and she's batting her eyes and with the no tears that are that are there. So, you know, she's going to agree. Oh, my Clementine. Yeah, yeah. So she's upset. Uh, there, are, uh, there are alternatives to school. <laughs> <laughs> College is a wonderful choice. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, come on. Uh, uh, there are other good choices we can make, girls and boys. Yes, there are. One <laughs> <laughs> of them's called school. <laughs> or finding a career. <laughs> yeah, you could do that too. I mean, you don't have to know math. I mean, no. you know, the Kardashians, they're quite great you know they're yeah. doing very well and they probably know they know rudimentary math that's me they probably know rudimentary math <laughs> I mean, not calculus obviously but no, you know but you don't need calculus but you, they don't need calculus no. at all Mm-mm, they don't yeah Mm-mm. and you don't have to be too perfect in the fool <laughs> oh, no. but i think we need to aim higher in life yeah i think we should all aim higher than the kardashians yes <laughs> <laughs> oh boy all right now that we've digressed all right (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry yeah let's skip this inappropriate language so yeah so of course the kids are going to go save the day and they're going to go find the sheep in the forest of no return so you go kids But, but what about that gypsy part the gypsy part well no they've left already before the gypsy part so Oh, oh. After the kids take off to go find the sheep, uh, of course, Barnaby, I guess, wakes up the entire town because this is, you know, typical. We wake up the entire town to, in- <laughs> to announce his engagement to marry quite oh, yeah. or Annette. And of course, of course, he finds the gypsy dancers to come and play at the engagement announcement. Of course. And of course... Tom um, puts on a disguise to be the fortune teller and the gypsies. The gypsies. And of course, Tom has a whole show ready to go when they get to town. So what, what has it all been? Like maybe four or five hours since we've seen, seen Tom last? Anyway, so Tom comes out in his super awesome Hollywood fortune teller makeup and um, does his little dance. Thing and tells the fortune of what Barnaby has done and how horrible he is. And then, of course, turns around, all his makeup is completely off, and everyone goes, Oh, it's Tom! Well, wasn't there one scene where, where Mary was like singing a song at, at her home? Well, that was the I can't do the sum, right? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to oh, talk yeah. about that scene. Oh, okay, go talk yeah it was like like in that song i know in the song they were they had like it was all like when it's pitch black they had all like duplicates of her, mm-hmm. her 
Yeah, and there was a bit of, like, Mary Poppins action to it. Like, a reflection comes to life. When Mary Poppins is talking to herself and she calls the Mary mirror cheeky. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it kind of reminded me of, like, a deleted scene from Cinderella. Oh, really? What dele- what scene was that? Oop. There Was there a scene she's talking to the mirror? Yeah, the deleted scene for Cinderella was, like, a... What, what was like a dream sequence where she has like her own her own servant oh okay so, remember us reading the books reading the books oh on um, the animators yeah like mary blair oh okay some some of the preliminary um drawings yeah. that mary blair had done yeah i think i think it okay i think it could felt Mary Blair. I don't know. It just reminded me of something. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the yeah, I guess. I guess the gypsy carts on the gypsy scene kind of remind me of the the Mister Toad cart. Uh, well, it was a gypsy cart, so yeah. yeah. Canary yellow. So, what do you think about this gypsy scene, Ryan? <laughs> A gypsy by birth, I have roamed half the earth, telling fortunes and making predictions. <sighs> I actually, uh, oh my gosh, I was just, <laughs> I was just beside myself, I think. I don't know exactly how to describe a feeling. I was just watching. I was like, this has turned into a train wreck, I think, is what I actually thought. That was my my actual thoughts. I was just like, whoa, this is... <laughs> Were you still watching at this point? <laughs> like it could remind you of, of something in an old show called Disney on Parade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It did felt like, oh. yeah. It, did it feel like that to you? Um, yeah, I'll take it. Well, I'll take it. Yeah, I've seen a video of of that. And don't we go to the forest of yeah. no return right after this? Yes, we do. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah, halfway yeah. done, girls and boys. <laughs> oh, I that's know. what I remember. I remember looking at the time, yeah. and we've been here an hour. Yeah, it feels like we're making it short. Yeah, we got forty five more minutes to go, girls and boys. Hold on tight. <laughs> yeah, just getting to the best part. Here's where all the com- like if you weren't confused before and baffled by the storyline, it gets it just it you have not yeah, it just keeps going down that road. Yeah, you get to the forest of no return and then it's just wheels off. I mean, I think it's already there, but it's just oh my goodness in terms of plot line. <laughs> what? You guys what just happened? Really? All right. There we go. Yeah, so we go to the forest and no return, and of course there are singing trees. Can't you read? Can't you see? This is private property. Mark the signs, plain and clear. No one is allowed in here, but since you're here, you should go. We will never let you go. Get out! This is the forest of no return. 
Which, this is the part that kind of disturbed me. Did it? Okay. I, I, you I, know, I was wondering I, if this might upset kids, this part. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It did disturb me. All I know is this reminded me of HR Puff and stuff. I know. It did. Like, it's that show that's about, like, a boy who, like, goes into this Muppet theme land mm -hmm. in a boat. And he's faced with a witch who's trying to get the magic flute. Witchy poo. <laughs> that show looked a bit weird, in my opinion. This forest had to. I. I did they spend money on this? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. The trees in here. It kind of remind me a little bit of the Wizard of Oz at this point. Trying. Yeah. Falling way short. Yes, but yeah, it was like it was like a yeah, very cheap yeah. version of it. Yeah, the the yeah. the suspension of belief has fallen, and you can't get it back at this point. Yeah, that's why it's a, that's why I said it kind of reminds me of those Muppet shows. Yeah, yeah, this whole thing is TV quality seventies, late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the trees were used on uh, up in what did you say? HR puff and stuff. Yeah, they had. HR yeah, they had puff and stuff. Uh huh. But and um, what, what's so weird is the trees tell them they can't leave because they, you know, the kids are telling them they've been captured by the trees, and of course, uh, Tom and Mary don't believe them. And then they all go. I I guess they sleep in the forest. Do they actually like? I can't tell what time we're at, and it doesn't seem like they really sleep. And but it's morning, mm -hmm. is all I know. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting like better. In, like, like in, like in the sixties and seventies, as like, as like the non-human creatures, you mostly get like, like these animated characters, and and and. And babes, you end up with Muppet characters. The pu the puppet trees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get. So um the the trees tell them that I guess the forest is owned by the toy maker and they have to go to Toyland. And I had no idea this was a thing, but those kids are pretty darn excited to go to Toyland. <laughs> <laughs> And still, like, focusing on finding the sheep. What, what happened to the sheep? See, there are so many problems. I know. I was, I was wondering if they showed the sheep at the end. I don't, I don't think. No, the whole end doesn't answer any questions that have been presented by this entire movie. That's why you think this film was sometimes odd. I, yes. So like they just keep going through the adventure without mentioning the sheep or anything else. No, the sheep have Especially fallen to the wayside. Like that is a, a non-important point at this part. So they start singing the song. I hope the they'll song. be fine. I'm sorry, what did you say, Fiona? I hope they'll be fine for fashion. Fine for fashion? Gago. Gago? <laughs> Sorry, keep keep rolling. Okay. So they start singing. It was, it was a Gaio commercial with with the tails. But the, but, okay. one of them was Lobo Peep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, they do the storybooks in Geico. 
I okay. I see. Yeah. I, okay. I'm with well, you. One of them was a little bit. It looks like it ended up with the sheep in the fashion show. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Okay, so we start singing Toyland song. And I this is the song I this song is one of the songs that was on the back of the See Here Read story. So this song I know really, really well. Toyland, Toyland. <laughs> I remember mm -hmm. as the signature song of the whole film. I kind of woke back up for this part. Oh, good! Glad you're back with <laughs> like us, the right? Yeah. Did felt off to the wizard, yeah. like. Yeah, they go the wizard. That is funny. So I I love how Fiona picked up on the you see in the front uh, the front of the scene you have the little the three birds in the bush and Fiona goes hey look it's Barnaby and Rodrigo and Gonzago before they popped up I'm like all right good call well I was like do those birds look sus 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 suspicious to you yeah yep you called it yeah let's go on pussyfoot everyone oh the pussyfoot <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so we make it to Toyland. Boy, is this a letdown. Let me tell you. <laughs> 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 so, Ryan, walk us how wonderful Toyland is when they get there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they get there. And wasn't this a scene with Ed Wynn, the first one, where he's mm -hmm. they're trying to put the toys out in the factory and it's just uh, the the whole thing explodes and I yeah. can't, I, I don't know what's really going on or why <laughs> <laughs> at this point, <laughs> just to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, it's Toyland, right? It's yeah. perfectly obvious what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, if, no wonder why he was chosen for the toy maker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not answering any questions either. Yeah, so yeah. Toyland is... Yeah, I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Ryan? I was just going to, like, you know, so, so the running joke at this point is the toy maker um, is kind of a bumbling idiot, and the real yes. person who does it all is Groomio, and it just is a running joke for the rest of the film. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the next 30, yeah. 40 minutes, yes. Yeah, yeah, for the, for the next, like, <laughs> third half of the film it's the same joke <laughs> and you're just like oh my goodness oh, that's done well the color is great i mean they have some nice color and some great <laughs> you know some really good sets that are you know, uh -huh. the rhyme and reason at this point why things are happening i cannot tell i was just like it's mm. no there's yeah. no there's no, there's no <laughs> that's why it's called margus bill Land. Yeah, so yeah, poor Grumio. Oh boy. Yeah, he just gets the grunt. He's saving the day and it's keep getting ruined by the toy maker every time. 
So the toy maker comes out. This is comes out and he shows Grumio the toy that he's created. And of course, it's the it's it's a toy that's already broken. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> and Grumio has made a toy making machine. Yeah. Like like no wonder like no wonder why why the toy maker wasn't 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 like all the way focused on his shop cuz he cuz he was working on the broken toy. Well, his toy maker machine. Oh, well, yeah, Grumia was working on that. Yeah, so he created that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a mess we saw that. Yeah, and so the toy shop. If if anybody knows who Jerry Lewis is at this point, uh Grumia was really carrying off the Jerry Lewis professor look at, in one scene. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe he kept that. Maybe he kept that 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 toy, that 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 workshop place it's how like that's it's Halloween. Oh jeez. <laughs> cuz it cuz it looks decrepit and spider webs everywhere. Those are the Halloween yeah. decorations. Yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole toy land's fallen into disrepair. I'm not sure who was there making those toys in that big factory, but there must have been somebody at some point actually working there. But now it's just a toy maker and Grumio. I don't know what happened because that that's just not answered at all. So of course the toy ma- he of course Grumio makes this the toy machine, and as you're saying, the toy maker and he shows him how to work, and then the toy maker steps up and he goes, "I'm the toy maker, and you're the assistant toy maker, so I will take over from this point." And of course, the toy maker destroys the toy making machine and then blames mm-hmm. Grumiel. So Yeah, and and they just start off a little doll. Yeah, yeah. So he's he yeah, he makes a doll and then the toy maker goes in and he goes, five million mm-hmm. of this, one million of these, six hundred thousand well, of these. Well saying the the powerpuff the powerpuff girls say sugar spice and everything nice. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, he's pushing all the magical buttons on the machine to make the toys. Yes. Yeah, so so I pretty much at this point just decided that the toy maker is kind of greedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, not just all jolly-like, but a bit on the no. like, selfish Yeah, he's side. not a very nice person. He's kind of mean to Grumio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Like, I know that this being a toy is like, like I know there's one part where like, like can you say, I'm not sure if it was from the film or us. Like, can you say toy boat faster? Oh, toy boat. Yeah, I know that was the joke because he made a toy boat. Toy, uh, toy boat. I can't even say it one time. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff goes, I actually can't say that five times fast. I can't even say it once. Thanks. <laughs> So then, um, because the machine's fallen apart, and apparently the toy maker in the mythology of uh, Mother Gooseland, I don't even know if this is true or not, um, makes the toys for Christmas. being a robot head. Yeah, robot. Makes the um, toys for Christmas. I didn't know that. So up to this point, I was trying to figure out how this fit into a Christmas movie. So here we go. Boom. Toy Toy maker makes the presents for Christmas. So then, of course, the kids volunteer to help make the toys for Christmas. 
And so, you know, when in doubt, hire child labor to make your toys. Now, there is something I don't understand here. <laughs> well, there's many things, but but with this with this point, you know, since we're at this point in the movie, the thing I don't understand is like, okay, so the toy maker is making the toys, and this has to do with Christmas. I mean, this where's uh-huh. what is what is the connection to Santa Claus? I mean, it, it, does a toy maker deliver them, deliver these toys, or just Santa Claus, or what happens with these toys? <laughs> I don't know. And so I was just kind of like wondering this, and it never really. I don't. I don't. I uh, don't. Yeah. Like I guess it's easier to make toys in the old-fashioned way. With the toy making machine, is that the old-fashioned way? <laughs> no, with with people. Oh, with, with people. Uh, okay. Or so else. we've gone back to we've gone back to manual labor since the the toy making machine broke. Uh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? I guess. Like little people. Yep. And those toy soldiers looked. Awfully familiar. I've mm-hmm. seen them before. Hmm. Oh, yes. Mary Poppins, what? <laughs> Mary Poppins, and they were enlarged for the parade. Yes. The Christmas parade. Yeah. Yes. That was, oh, man. That's kind of weird. Like, how can people make those characters humongous? Yeah. Like, you know, Chip and Dale and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, they're big. They are big. They're bigger than life. Yes, chipmunks aren't that big. Grumio must have enlarged Fair, them. Fairies aren't, aren't that big. No. Crickets aren't that big. No. So, okay, so Bugs now, aren't that big. No, they're not. So this is when we hear the second song, the humming song. That was the second song on the back of the Hear, See, Read album. So I know this song really well. Now, there's lots of orders coming in. Children, we need 600 more of these, you know. Toymaker is not very nice to those children who are helping him make their toys out of the goodness of their hearts. He's still on the rock brain side. Yes. Because they didn't realize he was he, he was on the selfish side. Yeah, yeah. He's a little bit odd, yes. So okay, so he lets them like the mad angry. Yeah. So he lets the kids take a break for to go to sleep. I think that's nice of him. So then Grumio wakes up the toy maker, like right when they're all done, and says, um, comes in with his new invention. What does he call this? It's a, a shrink. Invention that shrinks things. So this way, so now that he's all excited and he shows the toy maker and he starts shrinking all the actual size furniture in the room. Well, then, you know, then the toy maker, of course, takes, here's where we have that joke coming again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> takes takes the shrink ray and starts shrinking his bed and his uh, desk with all his books and just everything in like, the room. I was like, how is he going to sleep? How is he going to steady? He's not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, um, But we'll see what happens next. So then he has the shrink ray and he's all excited about it. And then... Um, 
was it? Okay, so then the question comes up, where are we going to get the big things to turn into small things? <laughs> yeah. And that ends the wonderful dream of the shrink ray. So then I think... Like, how, what if you shrunk the person? Well, that's coming up, because you know that's going to happen. That, this is just begging the rest of the scene to happen, because, of course, he puts the shrink ray outside, and Barnaby gets the gun, the shrink ray, and sees how it works, and then he goes and he shrinks the toy maker and kidnaps him and puts him in a birdcage. Well, it was about to be easier for him to sleep. Yeah, now he can use his bed again. And his chair and his desk with all his books. If <laughs> you've solved all the problems. But not for long. <laughs> no. So then he just like the Barnaby goes willy-nilly shrieking everybody. Like, no, 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 Yeah, so he shrinks Tom. And then he uses this as because to to marry Mary. <laughs> like looking like a perfect Christmas decoration. Yep. So then he gets the toy maker. So then we get to a scene where the toy maker is officiating the ceremony of Barnaby marrying Mary. And so the toy maker is like trying to prolong the ceremony so that Tom can come up with a plan to get back at Barnaby. And I love the line where Barnaby goes, what are you doing? He's like coming up with all these things. And the toy maker just blankly says, trying to talk you out of it. <laughs> because I'm so small. So I'm like, what? And my, wor my workshop she seems like Geppetto's. Okay. <laughs> Remember I said that? Yes. Yes, it does, though. It has it. But it's not, actually, it's not as nice as Geppetto's toy shop. Toy, uh. <laughs> it had that German theme. It does. Like, from, from the 40s. Uh -huh. So then, of course. And they were, like, all, they were, like, the Jimneys. And there were now the Jimneys in the workshop. Oh, Tom and Rodrigo and Gonzorgo and. The toy maker. The toy maker. Yep. So then, of course, Tom magically gets everything to come to life, all the toy soldiers, and they're going to fight and, Barnaby with the toy soldiers. And this is the part that reminded me of Rink and Bass. Rink and Bass, yeah, because it's all the stop motion animation. Oh, what was interesting is um, Jeff goes, this looks like very small world-ish. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, oh, okay. Three years before Small World. But, you know, it's, it's, so this is where Existentio and, what's his name? Bill Justice. Mm -hmm. This is where all their work comes to life. So, so then we have the fight scene. And they're really not doing any damage to Barnaby. Like, I'm not sure what the real plan is here. He's just kind of standing there being annoyed. By everything. Like, yeah, that didn't hurt me at all. And then, of course, Barnaby gets a hold of one of their toys and, like, really starts destroying them. They're kind of really losing. Like, does he, like, does he, like, step on them and grab them? Yep, pretty much. A common thing to do when you're big. Yeah. And you're in front of a little person. And then, um... Oh, here's the... <laughs> I know, we haven't had any inconsistencies up to this point. <laughs> this is pretty funny when when the, uh, Barnaby has paint, like, all over his face from one of the 
the scenes, I think it was the hot air balloons dropping paint on him. And then in the next scene, oh. completely gone. Like there's no more paint on his face. <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, well. Like, like, like a boo-boo or something. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, you got any takeaways from this wonderful fight scene? Oh my goodness. Uh, just, it's so hokey. It is so, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, except for hokey. That's my takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the storyboards on this one. <laughs> oh man. So uh, I, I, they, I think they, I think they practiced it like maybe 15 minutes before filming. Pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's a one take, take one and done. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely one and done. Well, cause most of the toys get destroyed. So yeah, there we are. We're done. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. So then they I shrink. There was one solution to do with him. Once for Barnaby or, oh yeah, they had to shrink Barnaby. Barnaby. That's the only thing you can do to win this. So they were able to shrink Barnaby and stuff him in a chest. There you go. After a big sword fight, sword fight scene like, with Tom. Like, that's it, Dan. Dan, we're going to in a box. And, of course, Grimio comes in at the last minute, saves the day with his uh, reverse of the shrink machine. And uh, that's when all the kids come in and, and, of course, have no idea what's been going on. And they're like, oh, what happened in here? And they're like, oh, we were just playing with the toys because you don't want to upset the children. Yeah, it's been a rough day for them. <laughs> like, we don't, like, there's nothing to be afraid of around here. That's right. Don't scare the children. Uh-uh. They've had enough. You know, you know, the poster for Basin Toyland had, had like, had, like, Mary sh- shrinked. Did it? Well, the post, the main poster. Okay. Well, Ed, that, that fits right within the consistencies of this film. Yeah, it felt like a teaser. Yeah. Poster. Yep. Yeah, she's like the only one that didn't get shrunk. So, okay. So now yeah. that we have none of our questions answered, but Barnaby's in a chest, so he can't cause any more problems. So now we're just going to end the movie. That's right, girls and boys. We just wrap this puppy up in a nice little bow. <laughs> oh, and that's right. Here's another scene. Right be- in this scene, this is right. Tom and Mary are... But it looks like in the recording book, he, he got trapped in a cage. Oh, they show him in the birdcage. But that wasn't him. That was Tom, right? Or was it Rodrigo and Grisogo? No, Rodrigo and Grisogo were in the cage, right? I think they just tied up Tom. Anyway, all your answers are not yeah, answered, and, and we're going to end this puppy. So then you get to the snowy winter day. We'll never know if they made the toys. We'll never know who delivered the toys, if the toys were made. We'll never know what and happened we'll... to the sheep. <laughs> yeah. I think the sheep are goners. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what happened to Barnaby after this. I guess Rodrigo and Grinzorgo are welcomed into the fold of the town. Yeah, the fates of the characters felt a bit odd in this film. They did. So, yeah. Marriage scene, snowy day, it's winter. I uh, don't know if Christmas has come or gone yet. Not sure what month, what day it is. Not sure how much time has passed. <laughs> So they get they get married. Tom and Mary 
then uh, Little Bo Peep, which I think is very inappropriate, catches the bouquet. (laughs) 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 Well, she needs something. She's lost all those sheep. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Oh, boy. So then they get in the sled and um, they essentially fly away. And like almost every every single end music. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, that they used back then. I thought this was very Grease esque with the flying away of the cart and the Oh, we're flying. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been and awesome. Like, yeah. And like, yeah. Like, like Aladdin. Like, if this is a play, it would be like the Aladdin sequence. Mm-hmm. Well, the Aladdin sequence from DCA, Disney California Adventure, where they're flying overhead. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and I, the price, the most priceless part of this entire movie, no PDA. Uh uh-uh. uh, not happening here. Mm-mm. Even after they're married, no kiss, girls and boys. <laughs> Kisses can sometimes be embarrassing. Apparently so, yes. So I'm, I'm guessing in Annette's contract, she's like, yeah, no, I ain't kissing Tommy Sands. This <laughs> 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 ain't happening, girls and boys. You've got half of the U.S. wanting to kiss Tommy Sands, but not Annette Funicello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, all right. So, Ryan. I think we're just going to jump right into it because, uh, so how many lovely Mickey ears are you going to give babes in Toyland? Boy. Uh, this one gets a one for me. I'm just like, <laughs> just as a one. It's like, I was actually kind of excited to see this film. And then I was like, oh my felt- stars. <laughs> it's like, this was not what I was expecting. It felt amazing when they first saw it. Oh, you're disappointing, Fiona. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Fiona. Yeah. And I completely lost Michael. He was out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we were debating whether to purchase it or not, or just rent it. And luckily, we just rented it. Well, does it, Mike's like suing me for four dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Mike is good. I think he wants his four dollars back. <laughs> <laughs> better off. Here's the better off dead. I want my four dollars. <laughs> better off dead reference. And so, if like, uh, if you're a Disney diehard fan and you just have to, if you're wanting to see every Disney film, so be it. But like, if there's some, if there's a Disney film you could skip, I'd say this is one of them. <laughs> Like, what is some, like, teenager who's way too focused on modern stuff watches this and be like, oh, this is just bad? Yeah. And I like I like all the hokey Disney films. I really do. I, I like, like, the ugly dog sound and uh-huh. the computer who wore, what, tennis shoes or, or sneakers? Red, t- red shoes or yeah, sneakers, yeah. Something like We've that. We've never heard of that. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, I Don't love all the Kurt there. Russell cheesy, you know, that monkey stole my money kind of. <laughs> 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 I mean, but you this, know, just kind of kooky wad, but this one, oh my goodness, no. I'm just going to throw it out there. Annette Funicello cannot act. Tommy Sands cannot act. Like, there was just absolutely zero chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, they don't like each other. I just, <laughs> I just like, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, just nope, not for me. <laughs> but that's my opinion. All right, yeah. uh, Colleen, your turn, or or Fiona. When, who's going next? Fiona, you would go next. <laughs> how many how many Mickey hats are you giving it? 
Well, besides Ryan. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think I'll give it, like, a half star. Like, half Mickey ear. Like, like four half. Four, four and a half Mickey half. hats? Or three half, yeah. Four, so, like, around a four. I'll, I'll choose... I'll choose four half. Four and a half Mickey ears. Yeah. Awesome. You heard it here, girls and boys. Fiona loves this movie. <laughs> it was funny. Can I just say, Fiona oh, finds the good in everything. She does. Yeah, I mean, I just don't yeah. have any way to say it. Like, yeah, she finds the good. Yeah, yeah, especially in bad movies. Yeah. I mean, it, there are some, like, fun scenes in this movie, but... None of them go together. No. And it's just a plot dropper. I mean, just left and right. And I don't, I just don't even know. Like, did the children get their toys? I, I know I've said it <laughs> before. <laughs> but Fiona White, because I, I mean, I know there yeah. are some people who really love this film. So Fiona, what made this yeah. uh, 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 almost a must see for you? Yeah. Because there will be some people out there that it is a must see. Absolutely. So what made this a messy for you, Fiona? Well, it, it looked very it looked very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, but when they saw it, it, it felt all it felt all fun time. Like Okay. Did you did you enjoy the music? Was that well the the funny parts? Yeah, the funny or... parts. So give me give me an example of a funny part that you enjoyed. Yeah, well, I know my dad thought that Barnaby was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, like, probably the stuff that Ryan kind of dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. You can like it. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty good corny parts in that movie. And, and you know, I you gotta admit this is a precursor yeah. to a lot yeah, of influences and a it, lot it was of very movies. Su- it was very surprising to see like Edwin being introduced in the film. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, you you were surprised to see him in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I kept calling him the Mad Hatter throughout the film. That probably makes it pretty endearing to you to see Edwin. You're a big Edwin fan. Uh, I think I think I think we could call him the Mad Toy Maker. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say about this film? Any other selling points, Fiona? That why you would want people to watch this movie? Hmm, well, I know I know Elias kept ig- ignoring throughout the film. Oh, well, that's not a selling point. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think of it? Something that you enjoy? Some part of the movie that you think people would really enjoy? So what was one of the scenes that you liked Edwin? Did you like when he was, um, when he, oh, did you like it when he was officiating the ceremony or when he shrunk his bed? <laughs> Man, I guess probably, probably when you, it was crazy with, with the toy, with the toy, with the toy maker and how he shrunk, shrunk most things in his room. Yeah. Even though like there was some like, odd moments with Edwin and he's not very endearing. He does kind of save oh. the film just with his personality oh, uh, alone. Remember that scene where he could find his glasses? Uh-huh. But they were on his head. <laughs> yes. That's what he does in real life, right? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I think you liked all the little minutia moments, the, the little gags, like the glasses on the head and shrinking the bed and just the funny little sayings he would say during the film. Like, it's the voice is just so recognizable. Mm-hmm. It looks like someone learned how to do his voice in 2012. Oh, for the King Candy role? Yeah. Yeah. King Candy and um, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, he yeah, he's yeah, he's the one who was in it's yeah, he was yeah, he was the only one who who looked similar with the other characters but not same voice. The King Candy looks Yeah. Okay. So I think Fiona, you really yeah. like this film cuz it it uh you see a lot of connections to other films like with with Edwin. Yeah. With, with, like with the music uh-huh. and dancing. Yeah, you were finding a lot of connections in the mu- music too, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, that's another thing why I like it. And yeah, like one, it's it's kind of funny. Two, there are some stuff that kind of remind me of other films. Mm-hmm. Well, those are valid points. Yeah, all I have to say it could be a it could be a it could be a great movie for for people who who are. Fans of, of like 60s or 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to reminisce your childhood, there you go. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess there were some, there were some, a few bad movies that Disney has made. I think it's not like they go in trying to make the best movie they can. I just think with some of the actor choices and then. F- I, when you fire a director, it, I know that they say this happens a lot on films, but there's just a cut, like an inconsistency that that happens and, and plots start to break down. And, you know, it's one thing when you sometimes they'll go back and they'll reshoot a scene to fix a film. But it's another when when you've kind of lost your direction. And I think they just completely lost their direction and were putting um, actors before substance in this movie with you know annette and tommy sands mm-hmm. yeah I, I think my little sister should watch this film because we both we both we both like stuff with like funny guys and them. <laughs> funny guys so if you like funny guys there you go yeah yeah i guess it kind of felt like those those live action dr seuss films oh okay yeah like the funny humor in it oh okay and i'm not really a huge fan of those so but i know you are yeah i think i think i've talked i think i talked a lot about reading this film Mm -hmm. are you good yeah yeah okay is it my turn yes yeah oh boy (laughs) (laughs) have at it so so master of this broadcast will you give All right, all right. Oh, this is oh my gosh. You I want this film to be so much better than it is. Oh my goodness. I mean right. oh. yes, I agree. Oh, I just wanna I just wanna know what happened to those poor sheep. <laughs> just just I mean, I'm gonna give it like okay, I'm gonna give it one and a half. I'll give it one and a half oh. to two ears because I love Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like a zero. I, I I'm trying not to. I mean, I know how much you you like this film because you you see so many references and connections to other things. I get it, sweetie, but I just 
Oh my gosh. Um, I really like the Toyland song. Like, I thought it was meant to be like an amazing film, but I guess to adults it sometimes seems bad. Okay, this film, yeah, like I love the Toyland song. I love the toy um, marching song that they have in it. They use both mm-hmm. of those, I believe, in the Christmas parade. I love the Christmas parade. Uh, you know, I want to see it. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna see it. No worries, buddy. But um, oh, she's. And and the toys the toy soldiers, um, the ones in the parade, like those that those are my those songs, everything, that is my childhood memories. And the the parade of, of toys, I it it is cut directly from from this movie. And like like sometimes you, you get a f- a few songs heard from the live action films in the parks. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in 1960, that's when they started doing that Christmas parade with the parade of toys and the toy soldiers and um, all the toys that were represented in the movies that the kids are putting together. And she's, oh, I mean, you, you want it to work, <laughs> but it just doesn't. I did sell some old Christmas parades on YouTube. Did you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I know two of them were like on. It was like a it was like a a ABC Disney Christmas Parade show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was about like two a, a woman and a man talking like talking about what's in the parade and doing and like featuring like like new stuff mm-hmm. in the parks. Oh yeah, they do that a lot. They'll have those Christmas specials, definitely. Yeah, and this, the toy soldiers are always in them. Um, but yeah, I, this, if you're over the age of eight, this movie is probably not for you unless you have some sort of childhood reminisce, reminisce connection to it. I, yeah, that's as good as it gets. (laughs) We made it through. We did. We made it through. (laughs) We made it through. Yeah. And and the Toyland song and the Toy Soldier March and even though it's the the humming song, so the humming song, yeah, I mean, I'll those will always be endearing to me. But this movie, one and done, baby, one and done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that means the whole thing was kind of funny in a bad way for adults. It's campy. All right, Ryan, why don't you make your final comment about Campy? How long have we been recording? Too long. (laughs) Too long. (laughs) I want to (laughs) eat. All right. Oh, I would say, like, my final comment would be, I mean, it's colorful, it is campy, and it's very silly, but um, it also has no plot, and (laughs) there are many plot holes and it's oh, like yeah. uh i would say i would say you could do without it <laughs> all right colleen you're up okay i think we, this is a wrap on babes in toyland
Uh, thank you guys for listening to another um, episode of Dispodopolis, and it's time for us to say goodnight. So goodnight, Mom. Goodnight, Aunt Lynette, our two listeners. And um, uh, Mom. Yes. Mom still has a frozen heart. Who has a frozen heart, baby doll? You do. I- your well, your cam. Your cam is free. So. Oh, that happens. Okay. Well, like you're doing a big gr- You're doing. You're doing a big grin. Oh, good. Well, that's a good look for me, at least. So you can um, reach me on Instagram and on Twitter at Tink Scout. And Fiona, why don't you say goodnight? Goodnight for our teachers to to probably. To probably good night for probably gonna surprise our teachers uh, uh, after our vacation. Oh, because we're playing hooky on the third, the fourth, and the fifth. <laughs> well, well, good good night to our all of our family since it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Merry mm-hmm. Christmas to everybody in our family. Yeah. The Flints and, and the Hales and the and Bates and my, the. And I'll miss my trusted friend, Mittens. Your trusted friend, Mittens? Oh, well, that's sad. I, I, I had a little kitty. Yeah, or, or, well, yeah. Well, it was a couple years ago, baby doll. Yeah, oh, yeah. she died. Yeah, I had, like, I had a little Oliver that, that ran away. Yeah. All right, and you can see Fiona's artwork at toadgirl.org and her Twitter and Instagram, I think, is um, Fiona Girl. Yeah, but we least at least we got a thumper. Yes, we have a thumper now. Well, who who has snow included in his name? Snowball. Yeah, I was yeah I was gonna name him Alice. Her Alice. You can call her and Alice. Was, she doesn't care. And there was one. <laughs> and there was one time where you didn't like the name Boo Boo. No, I don't like the name Boo Boo. <laughs> I thought it was the name of a bear. Oh, oh, Boo Boo Bear, Yogi Bear. Yep. Yeah, but there was, but you were thinking about the Honey Boo Boo show. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good look for you, Ryan. Yeah, no poker face on that one. It's cool. <laughs> a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I guess that show was a bit of yeah. a wreck. Uh, that's why people watched it, because it's a train wreck. Well, and you can reach me at Twitter, and I'm at RyanFlint underscore EDU. And once again, if any, if our mom, my mom or Ryan's mom want to send us a question, you can send us one at comments at dispodopolis.com. And we wish you all a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa, Ramakin, all of it. Woo! Party on. <laughs> so I hope you all have like a real peaceful time and a happy time with all your families. Ryan, you got any closer? Nope. Uh, well, happy holidays. Okay, Fiona, you wanna? That's my closer. That's <laughs> your closer. <laughs> pussy food, pussy food, pussy food. And there's Fiona's closer. And now we leave you with a kiss goodnight.
Introduce yourself, and then you oh. introduce cousin Ryan, and then we talk about it being December. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> oh, Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.